Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taryn's Fact or Fiction. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Did you know the Eiffel Tower can be 15 centimeters taller during the summer? No. Yeah, due to thermal expansion, no. meaning the iron heats up, the particles gain kinetic energy and take up more space. Isn't that fascinating? I'm, I'm mind blown. I'm mind, well, buildings can grow. Buildings can grow, but I can't since like fourth grade, but yeah. Fourth, fourth grade, fourth grade. Fact or fiction. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. My name's Ashley. I'm Taryn. This is Unsolicited Advice. And boy, boy, should we just like, do we drum roll? Do yeah. we like lay out the red carpet? Guys, today is the long awaited first episode of our Enneagram boop, 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 series. Boop, boop. We've Ooh. been talking about doing this for a year. Should we should we should have a contest? Whoever can find when we first said we were going to do an Enneagram Ooh. episode, we'll send you a sweatshirt or something. We'll send you something because because <laughs> that would you, be interesting. You deserve it. It's like two years ago, <laughs> um, you guys already know this. Taryn and I are best friends, and we, we are have. <laughs> Stop it! You knew that. You knew, you love reminding me. I'm so happy. She I just got me every day. <laughs> Can we talk about how we FaceTimed each other from our beds yeah. last night? So last night I came home kind of later and was like, I'm gonna go knock on her door. So I was, cause I hadn't seen you all day yeah. and you had like a big, a big work meeting. I was like, oh, yes. I want to hear all about it. So I went to knock on her door and I, I do one of these things where I like knock and then try to open it yeah, at the same time. I, love. Always. I appreciate Yeah. Um, but she had it locked and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And she was like, hey. And you could tell she was like half asleep. And I was like, hi. <laughs> and she was like, hello. I was like, I'm coming. And I was like, you know what? You know what, Taryn? Don't worry about it. So I like fully get ready for bed. Take my makeup off. I'm in my pajamas. I crawl into bed and we're texting. So then I just FaceTime her <laughs> and I took a screenshot. I'll, we'll post it on the Instagram oh because my face <laughs> is the shiniest. It looks like silly funny. <laughs> Because I have like my full, I literally like slapped on my skincare routine. So yeah. it was like, there was oils, there was moisturizer, there was under eye creams and lip balms. And so my face was just sheen. It was so good. It was, it was so funny, funny because like the second you left, I was like, oh, I want to talk to her, but I was so tired and it was just perfect. Yeah. It worked out great. It was so perfect. Picture this. We're literally across the hall from each other, laying yeah. in our own individual beds. Facetiming, Hearing like the echo of us, yeah. our actual voices. I heard you laugh and I was like, huh. I right couldn't, there. I told Ash, like whenever I, I was listening to, um, I started listening to a new crime podcast Ooh, called serial nice. killers uh -huh. and it like goes into like the psychology of them and their crimes mm -hmm. and whatever. Mm -hmm. But the specific one I was listening to last night was about this guy who was like a professional at breaking into houses. Uh -uh. And so like, it, it, and you all listened of the to stories, this at night? Yeah. Literally I was pulling into I the can't. house and I was like, okay, now I can't get out of my car. Cause it was yeah. like, 12 yeah and all of the stories are how people like came into their house and were like getting ready for bed and he just jumped out of a closet because he had been waiting there so I was like deadbolt on 
yeah. <laughs> said some prayers. <laughs> so that's why when Ash came, I was like, oh, it's it's locked. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's dead bolted all the locked. locks are locked. You can't get yeah. in. Anyways, what are we talking about? Uh, Enneagram. Um, so Taryn and I are friends and we are yes. roommates and we are coworkers. That's a lot of things. A lot of and things. if I, I'm just going to go ahead and speak for the both of us. We we're not very like astrology people. We're not very personality people test people yeah. I've never really like dove in or believed anything like fully um and take this with a grain of salt but <laughs> this is the most accurate personality test I've ever yes. found in my life I use it as a tool to not only better understand me but I've used it as a tool to better understand Taryn my mm -hmm. sister my family yeah. people that I work with um I have friends who have used this in co-worker space yeah. at, at their work um which all it does essentially is help you understand yourself yeah. help you understand others and see how you can communicate better. Yes. And I think this is the most helpful thing that I've ever, Me I've too. ever brought into my life. Me too. Um, I still, there's so much to learn. I'm by Taryn and I are by no means experts. Um, but we have been talking about this mm -hmm. since the day we started this podcast, because I mean, Literally. I dove into it maybe like four years ago and then I got everyone I know <laughs> to dive into it's it true. also. And then, yeah, because of, because of the nature of our podcast and we're constantly talking about people and mm -hmm. emotions and, and challenges and situations that you find yourself in. It's only natural that I keep going back to the Enneagram yeah. to help you guys figure out like yes. situations that you're writing in about. That's why it's so helpful when you guys take the Enneagram test and let us know your number. Yes. Cause then I'm like, Hey, I can help you even more now. Oh, fully. Also, I'm pretty sure I like one of our first episodes was me telling you I finally took the test yes. and like talking about it. Yes. But yeah, this has been such a cool thing. And I think what makes this different than most things I've done is it's not like it's it's a very, the lines are very flexible. So it's not like it tells you like you are this and you're always going to be like this and you're doing this. And, and because of this, you're this and whatever, but it's more like it raises questions. It questions like what your motivations are behind mm -hmm. the things you do. Yeah. Also like you relate to other numbers at different points. So it's, it's not this thing where it's more like oh, this is what it is and this is what your future is going to be and your decisions have to be. It's very much like it takes a magnifying glass to yourself. Yeah. And it's very uncomfortable because yes. it makes you really go in and think about like, why do I do the things I do? Yes. And it's very interesting because the people that I've talked to about once they figured out their number, like what it was like, the common denominator that everyone says is it was the one I didn't want to be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's not like a 100% thing, but I feel like 90% of the time that's the case is you're reading about all these different personalities. And once you figure out and, and you're sitting there going, oh, I would hate yeah. any of them, but that one, usually that's what you are. Yeah. And it's very interesting because that's yes. what, it, that's how it was for me. I was like, mm -mm, no, that's no, no that's yeah. not me, you know? And then the more I read it, I was just like, oh my yeah. damn. That is me well, to a even, T. I feel like a two on the outside is one that everyone would be like, oh, it's so wholesome. Like I would want to be a two or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then the deeper you go into it, you see like <laughs> how messed up like oh, yeah. you can tend to be and how your motivations can be like manipulative. So that's what I'm saying. It's so, 
it's so many layers and it's as deep as you want to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an I, I, it's an onion <laughs> and as I Shrek am a better say. person because of this. Like Genuinely. wholeheartedly, I a thousand percent believe in this as a tool to just self-reflect and also connect with other people. Yeah. hundred percent. So that's what Taryn and I, fe- that's how we feel about uh-huh. the Enneagram. Obviously uh-huh. you guys have picked up on this yep. because we talk about it constantly. Yep. Um, I did pull up the actual like definition just yes, to like start, it on us, just to start off on a very strong foundational level of what this is. So the Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. The Enneagram describes nine personality types and match each of these types on a nine-pointed diagram which helps to illustrate how the types relate to one another. Basically, each of the nine personality types is defined by a particular core belief about how the world works according to that number. This core belief drives, this is what I found the most interesting, this core belief about how you believe the world works drives your deepest motivations and fears and fundamentally shapes a person's worldview and the perspective through which they see the world and the people around them. So this core belief that is individual to each number Mm -hmm. um, is basically shaping your fears and how you see everyone and everything, which is so fascinating because I mean, I'm, Basically, Taryn and I are just going to use each other for this entire thing. Oh my God. Yeah. I thought I knew Taryn. And Mm -hmm. then once we figured out her number and I read about her number, I was like, I understand so much more and same for Ash. So much Mm -hmm. more. Like I I know I'm just going to say it on a surfacey level. I think twos can look needy. I think they can look very like, uh, I I need attention. I need time. I need to do all these things, which as a nine annoying as hell. Yeah. You know, but the more that I learned about her number, the more I, I understood that it had nothing to do with that. It was looking for it. Taryn. Me. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Taryn. Twos are looking for a love connection. Yeah. And they're just wanting it reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And if they're not feeling it reciprocated, they're going to show up a lot and try to do a lot of things yes. to get it reciprocated just to confirm that yes. you love them as much as they love you. Yep. And the, the amount of fears that they've, that's growing in their head yeah. of like, oh my gosh, did something happen? Is like our relationship, like yes. not healthy, all that stuff. They're trying to find something that shows an answer to that. Yes. And it's funny because it sounds really overwhelming, but I do think twos can also be the easily, they're easily satisfied mm-hmm. like all it takes is one second of being like hey I love you like or I good hope morning. you have a good day good morning <laughs> have a good day apparently you, I'm not good at good morning even if they've already built up this whole like okay well we have to sit and talk we're obviously not friends like blah 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 the second a statement like that is made everything goes away and they're just perfectly fine yeah again. it's so, so interesting it's so it's fascinating but and the nines I used to think Ash just like <laughs> had no interest in me whatsoever (laughs) and there'd be times she'd like kind of like gaze off while I was talking to her or like not show expression or like I'd walk in and be like hey how's it going and she'd just be like fine and I'd be like oh my god she hates me (laughs) and then the more like I learned about nines is how they get distracted by certain things and they're constantly processing what they feel or think about something before they respond. So it's hard to always track someone who's just like, blah, 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 blah. 
And then also she needs her alone time. She and does. also <laughs> she's not even aware of how I perceive her from the outside because on the inside, she's perfectly happy. Yeah. And she just doesn't need to put the effort into being like, hi guys, I'm happy. I have you a know? resting bitch face, essentially. She does. And I'm she unaware does. of it 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. So do we want to like, let's, yeah. Should we I dive think... in on your number or how you came to find? Sure. Also, just to say this right off the bat, we are not going in any kind of orderly fashion form. Yeah. Um, we thought to start off this, we would share a little bit about our own personal mm-hmm. numbers and how we found the Enneagram and how it's helped our friendship and our lives. Yeah. So love it. Yeah. Um, and then we'll also be reading stories you guys have sent in about Enneagram as well. Um, but we're going to try to at least like cover each number mm-hmm. over the next couple episodes, but yeah. Okay. So I actually, was really into the Enneagram. Like we talk about it all the time. It was a pot of gold that I found. (laughs) I actually took, I took one of the free tests and it literally told me at the end, we can't determine your results. (laughs) Like something, something, something. And it gave me like five of the numbers and I was super like confused and discouraged. And I was like, wait, I don't know what I did wrong. So then I ended up paying for like the real, like real Enneagram test, which we'll have links to all of this on our Instagram as well. We're going to be hitting you guys with so many resources, all the things just wait. So I finally, like it takes like 40 minutes or something. And it's very much like sit down where you can just think about it. So I took the test and my results came up that I was a two, Um, and it's funny cause like it made sense to me, but I knew that I really was a two because the more I read about the two, the more I was really offended, Mm. but that's why it's because it was making me uncomfortable because part of me was like, oh my gosh, I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so my scores, so I scored a 29 in two, the helper, my next highest one was a 24 as a seven, which is the enthusiast, which is what everyone kind of thought I was either a seven or a four. Um, and then kind of my, my results trickled down from there. But so I'm just going to give a quick overview of twos, just like a general explanation. So generally twos are caring, empathetic, warm, thoughtful, appreciative, generous, other oriented, tactile, affectionate, and well-intentioned. Twos can get into conflict by being people-pleasing, flattering, um, clingy, worried, possessive, insecure, seductive, Um, (laughs) self-important, and (laughs) self-deceptive. At their best, they're encouraging, self-nurturing, constant, joyous, humble, blah, blah, blah. Um, So it sounds great, like on the outside, but basically what the bottom the bottom foundation of a two and our constant struggle is we are the most loving, caring people, but we are terrible at loving and caring for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is the only way that we are loved is if we love others so well that they return love and that's how we're taken care of. That's how you perceive love. Yes. Yeah. So, so for instance, if I'm, if I, and, and that's where a manipulation can kind of come. So if I'm feeling bad and in a bad place, I might be over the top of 
you know, acts of service, loving on people, encouraging people, because deep down, I'm hoping that they'll then encourage me and shower me with affection Mm -hmm. because I'm so like, I'm feeling deprived of it. Which is like a slippery slope that I've read a lot about twos is they can't, it's funny because they're supposed to, they're like the most nurturing, the most yes. loving, but they're, they struggle with manipulation. Yes. And, and I you think, wouldn't think so. But when, after hearing that, it's like, oh. Oh my gosh. And I know that was my hardest hurdle to get over because I think the word, there's certain words that have like triggering effects, right? Yeah. Like you hear manipulation, you think of someone who's just devious and evil and like, mm-hmm. you know, manipulators and like unhealthy relationships. and lawyers. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, I refuse to accept that word as something for me. But the more I read about it, the more I realized like it's almost this unconscious thing Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a desperate attempt to just feel loved and cared for. And even though the things that you're doing for people are nice, it's just not coming from a genuine place Mm -hmm. when in reality you need to turn your affection and love inward. And that's something that I'm currently and have been for pretty much since I read the Enneagram really working on my self-love and making boundaries like saying no to people Mm -hmm. or sticking up for myself that kind of stuff has Mm -hmm. been harder for me so um it's so twos are beautiful people and I'm I'm not saying like (laughs) I'm a beautiful person but I think twos like the world beautiful thanks Ash um the world needs twos they need those caregivers but they are the people that sometimes are undercover, like hurting the most. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available and they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, there's something I wanted to read. Oh, yeah. Right now. Um, so one of the reasons I got into the Enneagram in the first place is because one of my best friends, Ashley, got me into the Enneagram. Yes. And she was like, there's, she, she said she thought she knew what number I was Yeah. and she wanted me to read it for myself, but she had read this book and this book is called the road back to you. There's a podcast. Um, and, and this author is just really talented. What I loved about each chapter for each number is that it gave a little, what it's like to be a two or, or insert your number synopsis at the very beginning. (laughs) It's very interesting. And I won't read them all because there's a lot, but I think it'll help paint a picture. Yeah. And what I would love is, is over the next few episodes, I would love for you guys as the listeners to really like take a moment and pay attention and see what resonates with you. Yeah. If you haven't taken the test yet, or if you have, maybe this will even solidify like that number for you. Um, And even if you're listening and you're like, okay, well, boring, I don't care about this stuff. I think one of one of the things that makes you successful in life is your ability to know yourself and know other people. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not specifically using a tool like the Enneagram, it's good to hear, like just to hear how I'm thinking, I guarantee you're going to be like, wow, that reminds me of someone in my life. And you're going to listen and be like, okay, now I know like how I need to love them. Yes. So either way, these couple episodes, it's going to be good for you just to pay attention because everyone needs to step up in their relationships in their life and treat the people the way that they need to. Like we all have a specific love language that's unique for ourselves. So I think this is just valuable to like learn about people anyways, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. So let's dive in everyone. What it's like to be a two. When it comes to taking care of others, I don't know how or when to say no. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm a great listener and I remember the stories that make up people's lives. Mm -hmm. I am anxious to overcome misunderstandings in a relationship. Oh my gosh. She can't wait. She can't wait. (laughs) She's got to handle it right now. (laughs) I feel, I feel drawn to influential or powerful people. People think I'm psychic because I usually know what other people need or want. Yes. That's very much the intuitive part of the two. Yeah. Even people I don't know well share deep stuff about their lives with me. (laughs) Yes. It seems like people who love me should already know what I need. Yeah. That's hard for me. I need to be acknowledged and appreciated for my contributions. I'm going to stop saying yes because. Because obviously. They all. Yeah. (laughs) I'm more comfortable giving than receiving. I like my home to feel like a safe and welcoming place for family and others. I care a great deal about what people think of me. I want other people to think I love everyone, even though I don't. I like it when the people who love me do something unexpected for me. Lots of people ask me for help and it makes me feel valuable. When people ask me what I need, I have no idea how to answer the question. When I'm tired, I often feel like people take me for granted. People say my emotions can feel over the top. I feel angry and conflicted when my needs conflict with others. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard for me to watch movies because I find it almost unbearable to see people suffer. Mm -hmm. And the last one I said, I wasn't going to read it all, but here I am. (laughs) (laughs) I worry a lot about being forgiven when I make mistakes. Yeah. Oh, see, and it's, 
<laughs> it's funny because like, I love the, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's funny because on the outside, everyone would be like, wow, that's such a sweet list. But when I hear those things, it's a source of pain. It's different because yeah. it's not for, for, for like, what was one of them? You said, um, like needing, like the one we laughed about, like needing to solve conflict. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds funny and it sounds like, oh, well, what a healthy person that they want to. But it is unbearable for me to feel like there is a wedge between. And there's oftentimes like people don't know how much, like there's times like I'll be driving in my car and I just start crying because like I feel this heavy thing. But then also my other part of not ever wanting anyone to feel bad is like, well, then I'll just keep this to myself, Mm -hmm. even though I'm like dying on the inside, you know? And it's interesting because you, you know, like, I feel like you do know better because you are a healthy, a very healthy person. Um, but holding it in is helping no one, especially you deal with that problem. Oh, totally. The only way to process through it is to talk it out with someone. And then the end part, like about being forgiven, it's like, you're always just terrified that you're going to accidentally say that one thing that mm-hmm. pushes someone away from you when all you want is to be loved by yeah. people. So it's, it's funny because I think that's what's so valuable about this is because I think people like me get taken advantage a lot and overlooked a lot. And it's more just like, Oh, well, yeah, she's so sweet. She always does stuff like that. So it's like, we're not the people that other people are like, I'm going to check in and see like how they are or Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to randomly just like send her flowers because I know she loves flowers or like compliment her, call and ask how her day went. That's like yesterday, Ash called me and asked how my day went. I'm not joking for four hours after that. I was so emotional because it meant so much, but that's why like, oh my gosh, stop. I'm getting emailed, but I think I'm going to start my period. So I'm going to blame it on that. I'm on Um, mine right now. (laughs) Synced up sisters. Okay. Um, Um, we high fived, but like it's, it's, that's why it's valuable. Cause not only for me, it helps me to be like, okay, Taryn, it does not mean they don't love you just Mm -hmm. because they don't love you the way that you love others. Yeah. But also like, why don't you step up and like fill those voids yourself if you need to, you know, cause it's not, it's not the need for the check-in. Cause yeah. that's fine. That's, that's totally fine. Yeah. Or the, the validation you felt and the love that you felt afterwards is totally fine, but it shouldn't be detrimental to you if it's yes. not there. Yes. You know, it's finding that health, healthy balance because, and I think that's with a two, it's confusing because the things that you want and desire are very like wholesome things, mm-hmm. but how much you want and desire mm-hmm. them to function is like where it comes in. So I, I have such a heart for twos because I know how it feels and I know how much is constantly going on beyond the surface. And we're usually the people that are smiling constantly and there in a second, if anyone needs us, but it's very, yeah, it's very rare that, that people are there for you in that way, partially because they don't know you need it because you're not, you're not good at communicating it. And also because you talk yourself out of reaching out because you think that no one's going to be there for you. You know what I mean? It's a a fear of reaching out and no one 
responding. Because if you do reach out and people don't respond in a loving way, that devastating. is devastating. Like you might as well just dagger, like <laughs> dagger, dagger to the to heart. RIP. So Goodbye. this is, I mean, hopefully, and what's, this is what I love about the Enneagram. There's going to be, if you're a two, some of the stuff we're talking about, obviously you'll be like, Ooh, that's me. Mm-hmm. But there's also twos that are totally different than me and it, it manifests in completely different ways. Yeah. Um, also, which I'm sure maybe we can talk about this. Um, do you want to, I feel like you'll explain it better and then I'll talk about mine, but you also like, even though you might relate to one specific number, there's also wings that you have. And there's also numbers that you can shoot to that are across the Enneagram. Cause the Enneagram is like a circle that um, you can go to when you're unhealthy, but I have a very unique relationship with my unhealthy number. So I'll talk about that in a minute, but do you want to describe kind of just like the relationship you have with other numbers too? Yeah. Um, so it's very confusing and I highly recommend we'll have this on Instagram. So first of all, stop what you're doing. Follow us on Instagram. Um, we're going to yep. have a whole highlight devoted to the Enneagram and you, I, I would recommend going through it in sequential order. We'll have a free test available. Um, the, paid for test available and then all the resources, right? Yeah. It's something like that. Um, so the thing with each number is each number has a number to either side of it, right and left. And then it has a number that it goes to when it's unhealthy and it has a number that it goes to when it's healthiest. Um, I'll go ahead and use me for example. Um, I have two numbers next to me. It goes in a full circle. The nine is centered at the top of the circle. Um, there's a lot of reasons and a lot of depth into why it's at the top, but we won't get into that right now. Um, I have the number one and the number eight next to me. I have met nines, in general, nines are super chill. I've met nines with a wing eight that are, and can be very confrontational Mm -hmm. that have serious anger that, that, that fuels them in life. Um, and yeah, they hate confrontation, but once they're in it, they're, they're going hard, yeah. you know? Um, so I've met people like that and it's so funny cause I'm the, ex- I'm the exact mm-hmm. opposite. I am, am very unconfrontational and I lean towards my wing one, which is, uh, the perfectionist. Um, and I do, I do think that in life you can kind of like flow sometimes. Yeah. So I think I leaned more towards my eight, my rebellious, like yeah. <laughs> late teens, early twenties. I was definitely in a phase. Um, but it, in general, I, I am definitely a nine wing one and it just sits right. The more I read about it, I was like, that's, mm-hmm. that is who I am. So those are my wings. I'm mm-hmm. a, a one and an eight. I am a nine wing one. When I am my healthiest, I go to a three, which is the achiever, which is my sister. Fun fact, which mm-hmm. is so funny because when she's unhealthy as she goes to me, um, <laughs> and the threes are like the most driven, very focused. And I can eat, I can tap into that. I just have a hard time getting the ball rolling. Um, and then when I'm my unhealthiest, I go to a six, which is the one that stresses the mm-hmm. one that deals with a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like, uh, what's snowballs into a, yeah. a pile of anxiety. Um, that's, those are my yeah healthiest and unhealthiest. Yeah. Which again, this is one, I think this is my favorite part about the Enneagram too, about how you go to different things. Cause again, it's not box. You're not boxed in. And there's mm-hmm. also like, there's numbers that aren't necessarily my wings or that I go to in stress or health, but I also have a lot of things I can relate to, to mm-hmm. those numbers. So it's really cool 
um, like Ash was saying, to just like learn about all of them, I think is valuable. So for me as a two, I have my wing is a one and a three. The one is the perfectionist. And I definitely don't lean towards that that much. Um, the three is the achiever. And that's definitely the wing that I lean towards. When I'm in growth, I go to a four, which is what Ash thought I was when we first met. Very like the artistic, like just like the bubbly, like want to like really in their emotions. Emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm stressed, I go to an eight, which is the confrontation one Ash was talking about. And it's funny because I have a very fluid relationship with my quote unquote, like when I'm not healthy number. And I think that took me a long time to figure out. Cause I was like, wow, I must be just really unhealthy all the time. But then I figured out that twos often deal with that, like underlining, like anger that they have, but they don't express it out of worrying about like hurting other people. Mm-hmm. And then also an eight. So if you think about like my mama bear, which everyone listening to this podcast, Taryn has her mama, mama bear, bear Taryn. Well, that's where that side comes from. If I feel like anyone I love is in danger or being mistreated, I, I can go to my confrontational side really easily. And, um, so I definitely have like a fluid relationship with that and it'll be interesting as, cause like I said, I'm kind of like really trying to like work on self-love and self-health and stuff. If I tend to like, if I see that relationship diminish mm-hmm. or if it's something that's just where I'm at, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so that, that is me. I feel like most of you, I mean, I feel like you guys know us so well. So, and we've talked about this so much. So most of you are probably like, wow, like I feel like I knew all of that, but yeah. hopefully that helps some of you that are listening that are like, wow, I think I might be a two. Yeah. One thing I would recommend that helped me with when Ash was telling me about it is you don't, I mean, with anything in life, right? Like with doctor visits, with going to a psychologist, like you don't always just have to like the first thing someone says be like, oh, that's it. And yeah. that's all I have. Like you Get should go opinion. through, yeah, go through and read all of them. And it wasn't until I did that and really read all of them that I was like, no, I really do feel like I land in yeah. this number, you know? And I've never, I don't, I don't know if I've ever told Tim this, but I thought I was a two. Mm-hmm. because some friends had told me I was, they thought I was a two. So I went into this thinking I was a two and I read it and I was like, Oh, okay, sure. Like I, I agree with some of that. Yeah. And then, you know, I was like, I'm going to read about the other numbers. And so I'm reading about the other numbers and I get to nine sobbed <laughs> and yeah, you know, to paint a picture for you, I'm not a crier. Like I don't yeah. do that unless it's like, it's serious. Yeah. Um, I was in the, the room we're recording in right now. No, oh yeah, because it's your old room. Yeah, I was reading it and I just, tears streaming down my face and I was so uncomfortable because yeah. I was like, there's no way this is me, you yeah. know? But then the more I was reading it, I I, I was like, this, this is a hundred percent. This is what I struggle with. Yeah. And that's why it's so uncomfortable to me because yeah. it is a deep rooted core issue yeah. in my life, like in me as a human being. I will say too, I think this is a perfect segue for you to get into your mm-hmm. nine and what that means. But I think nines are very interesting because, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I guess all numbers really, but nines, I feel like have the biggest contrast from what I thought was going on inside your head to where, when I learned, I've talked about it before. Like I listened to the sleeping at last podcast that went into, which we will have which linked on the, will recommend. On the uh, um, Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk today. 
Um, when I listened to the podcast about nine and listened to the song, it made me cry. And I called Ash and was like, is this really like what you have going on in your head all the time? And she was like, um, yeah, <laughs> but it was very, I feel like if you have nines in your life, a thousand percent, I would recommend doing reading and stuff on nines because it helped me so much in our relationship to understand there was a lot of stuff I was taking personally that I realized I didn't need to be. Yeah. If that makes sense. But yeah, yeah. All right, Which Ash. again, guys, is the reason why we highly recommend yes. this. Uh, and obviously this isn't something that you would dive into with complete strangers or someone who doesn't care about you. It yeah. might help you if you are in like, for, for example, like a work relationship. If it's, if you're working with someone, if I'm working with Taryn, I'm not that close with her, but I see her on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. This knowledge will help you communicate better yeah. on that day-to-day basis. But obviously the people that are in your lives in your most intimate mm-hmm. circle, this is so valuable yeah, to I like agree. learn how the other person works. I agree. Okay. All right, Ash hit us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the nine is called the peacemaker and, um, there's, there's a lot. <laughs> that goes into nines. They also have a lot of layers. Each number does. There's yeah. there's nothing mm-hmm. special about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to read what it is like to be a nine. I will do almost anything to avoid conflict. I'm not a self-starter. Sometimes I get lost in doing trivial tasks while things that really need to get done get put off. <laughs> Two days ago. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Mine's usually cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to go along with what others want to do. I tend to procrastinate. People seem to want me to be more decisive. When I get distracted and go off task, I give my attention to whatever is happening right in front of me. I often choose the path of least resistance. I find routines at work and home comforting, and I feel unsettled when something throws them off. Others see me as more peaceful than I really am. I have a hard time getting started, but once I do, I really get things done. I am a what you see is what you get person. I don't think of myself as being very important. People think I'm a good listener, even though I find it hard to pay attention in a long conversation. Damn. (laughs) It's funny because I recognize when I lose you now and I'll just be like, Ash. I, I, (laughs) I, for a long time, I was like, do I have? ADHD or something I know, because you do I think that. could not I could I still can't <laughs> if people yeah. talk for too long a period of time I'm yeah. out I'm out I, <laughs> it has to be a very interesting conversation <laughs> for me anyways um, I don't like to take work home with me sometimes I tune out and think about the past I don't enjoy big social gatherings as much as quiet evenings at home with the ones I love being outdoors is very soothing for me I am often quietly stubborn when people put demands on me it would feel selfish to spend a whole day doing whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that is what it's like to be a nine, everyone. <laughs> um, so many of these things really stick out to me. Um, the big social gatherings. I can have, I can hang out and go crazy in a huge party two, three times a year. Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But it takes a lot out of me. Whereas I have friends that are sevens, for example, that are are fueled. They mm-hmm. are like being recharged when they're being social. And I again 
have a great time every single time, but then I can't wait to go home yeah. because I, I, I'm good for the year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and we've talked about be... like Vegas trips. Like I'm like, I could go to Vegas every yeah. couple of years and be fine with, you know, like some people love to just be social and I, it's great for me, but I'm a more, I love smaller intimate groups than like large. I feel like people. you need time to like prep for that too. Like yeah. I couldn't come and be like, Hey, there's this huge party. Let's go. Like yeah. you would be like, I need uh, a second. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, I am not a good self-starter, which is very interesting because I feel like I have gotten good at this. Um, but I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I live with a sister who is very driven and our relationship as siblings, it's not competitive, but I'm like, if she's doing it, I'm doing no, it. It is, it you is know? competitive. You so guys are it's not like, it's not like, Oh, I have to be better than her, but it's like I can't slack because she's hustling. And if she's hustling, I need to hustle mm -hmm. just as hard. I'm telling you from being the third roommate, yeah. you guys are very competitive <laughs> with each other. Yeah. And it's not just you, it's her too. It's no, very much sure. like if one of you's thriving, the other one's just in the corner kind of watching like, well, how can I like yeah. This, like know? I can't be sitting at home doing nothing while Alicia's working. Yeah. But the problem and unhealthy part about that is Alicia's always working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which leads me to my next point that I wanted to read. I can't take work home with me. I have worked from home and uh -huh. been self-employed for the last like uh -huh. seven years. The fact that I'm able to do this is it one is just impressive. astronomically impressive. Yeah. Um, but I think has helped me a lot as far as like being able to have drive and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, that's what it's like to be a nine on my own, like personal note. I think something that I struggle with is emotions. Mm -hmm. Obviously I have them. <laughs> yes. she does. We're not a robot. Um, but I have a very big disconnect with what I feel. So if I am feeling sad, I might not necessarily know why I feel sad. It might take me some time or a few conversations with Alicia or Taryn or, or someone to have the revelation as to why I'm sad, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I might be really angry and it might take me a while to realize that it happened. I got angry when I was at the grocery store earlier this morning, grabbing something and this, yeah. this, this bitch walked in front of me and took, the yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like maybe that set me off and I didn't realize because I have, I lack the ability because I constantly want life to be smooth and peaceful and stress-free. I don't allow myself to feel these things right away. Yeah. But then eventually I have to feel them. I was going to say that was one of my most interesting things learning about you was how much anger you deal with because yeah. you seem so chill all the time. And it, when we talked about that and you were like, no, I'm angry a lot. Like yeah. I, I like borderline have like anger problems, yeah. but you just would never know. Like I never act on it or like say it like you you hide a lot of what you're thinking or feeling mm -hmm. because of a perceived persona I think that you feel like you have to like yeah similar have. similar to the way that Taryn um thinks she has to give love to receive love mm -hmm. I personally feel like showing my emotions is a burden to people and it scares me yeah so because of both of those things, I simply choose not to yeah. and I'll stuff them down. Usually this results in, this is like a kind of a joke in like the nine community. <laughs> community. Um, <laughs> this, this usually results in some kind of eruption mm -hmm. once a year. Um, so like, for example, this would be extreme, but like if, 
normally I'm really chill and I don't get angry, but if I got like, if I finally exploded, maybe I would punch a wall. Maybe I would say something horribly rude or mean, Mm -hmm. or maybe I yell for the first time in my life. You know, like that kind of eruption is something that isn't normal for a nine, but is actually very common because we stuff down every single time you've annoyed me or pissed me off. It's been sitting here Mm -hmm. in my gut and it's finally filling up and I've reached the brim. And then, you know, Taryn says one little thing and boom. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm unwell. I can't stand it. I can't be near her. That's when I've erupted. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. And I remember there was like times where I would, I would be like, Ash, like we don't fight. Like I tell you things that like Taryn loves to fight. I don't love to fight. I love to fight when it's productive. Productive. I love productive. (laughs) I knew you were going to say productive. Um, Like in my last relationship, I loved the way we fought because it was very, it wasn't like taking blows at each other. It wasn't like trying to intentionally hurt someone, but it was very much like, I'm going to pour out how I feel. I want you to receive that and tell me how you feel like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And there was this time where I was talking to Ash and we were talking about something and she was like, I'm never going to be able to just tell you how I feel and like tell you in a moment, like you did that and that hurt my feelings or that bothered me. Mm -hmm. And I was like thinking about it and I was like, you've never told me like something bad that I do. Like, what do I do that bothers you? Or like, what have I done? Like that's made you mad or like, have I ever done anything that like hurts your feel? Like it was like this moment where I was like, it was a big, Oh my gosh. And it was funny. Cause then I was like, I tell me the last time I did something that you didn't like. And it was so cute because she was like, well, the other day you said that you were going to cut your bangs because this friend told you but I've been telling you to cut your bangs <laughs> and like, honest to God, I've never felt more loved in my life because I was like, I didn't even know that like I affected you in that way. Like you yeah. cared enough about like our friendship that it affected you that I leaned on what someone else said. Yeah. And but in my head, I'm like, this is so petty. Yeah. It's not worth the time and effort to sit and be like, Taryn, I told you to cut yeah. your bangs. Yeah. I know what that but sounds like. Two, and it I'd pisses like, me off Aww. just hearing myself say that right now. Like it feels like a waste of time and energy no, to complain about that. But I, feel I felt like, it on the inside. Yeah. And I feel like that's a perfect example of like people I think operate in nine's life having no idea how they've affected them. Yeah. And I will say, I feel like you should talk about, we've talked about like, um, funks Mm -hmm. before, but I don't think I realized how much you would be like, I just am in a funk and I don't know why I'm just upset. And I'd be like, she knows why she just doesn't want to tell me. But until you started talking more about like, no, I feel angry and sad and I don't know why, which makes me angry and sad. Yeah. And I just have to sit in it. So I think too, if you're in a nine's life and they do go into funks, it was like our, our best thing was figuring out how I would ask and you'd be like, Hey, like I'm fine. I'm just in a funk. Yeah. And I would know that meant she just needed time. Yeah. You which know? is very interesting because my sister always knew about funks, right? Mm-hmm. We've grown up together. We've lived yeah. together our whole lives. Taryn entered into a roommate situation with me Yeah, who is someone who struggles with identifying her emotions. Yeah, If I am close to being full in like anger or sadness or yeah. whatever, um, 
I start getting very distant. Mm -hmm. I don't share a lot of thoughts. Um, I don't check in on you. I don't check in on Alicia. Um, I start becoming like kind of isolating myself. Yeah. And then the whole like resting bitch face thing, nonstop, you know, it just not, it's not going away. Yeah. And usually I feel like I play music that kind of feels like how I feel, (laughs) which you would think I'd be able to be like, Oh, this is sad music. Ashley, you're depressed. Yeah. You know? Uh Um, or why are you listening to just like raging rock? You know, like what's going (laughs) on? It's like, Oh, she's angry. You know? Um, but again, like I said, it's this disconnect with emotions where I don't know why I'm angry and that scares me and makes me upset and angrier. And frankly, very unpleasant to be around. So I kind of just like dismiss myself. The problem Mm -hmm. and where this is, again, another amazing tool is because of Alicia and because of Taryn in my life, I've had to realize like, oh, just because you feel that way doesn't give you the rights to treat anyone. Yeah. Or maybe I should say this better because I don't think I would ever do anything or treat you guys a certain way, but it's also it's not okay to not include them in that. Yeah. Because we live together and we share mm-hmm. lives together. So you don't have to tell them everything. I don't have to tell them everything, but when they ask a question, I need to respond mm-hmm. and a simple like, Hey, I don't know what's going on, but I'm in a funk. I'll let you know when I'm out of it. Yeah. Will suffice. I think yeah. in my head, I thought I had to tell you guys yeah. what I'm struggling with, which is, which big. I can't, I yeah. can't do if I don't know what it is, you yeah. know? So I think, one of the best things that's ever happened is her. Are you in a funk? I stopped one. I stopped taking that personally because yeah. I probably am if they're asking. Um, <laughs> and two, I've, I've finally been able to be like, you know what? If they're asking, you probably are. Let's recognize that. Mm-hmm. And let's just, we'll, we'll have a discussion with them later about it. Um, but I think it makes me feel vulnerable having to articulate how I feel when I don't know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling fully. And through all that, it gave us all an ability of like how to interpret it. And Mm -hmm. like you said, like you weren't getting offended or annoyed that people were asking because you knew like we had, we just laid it all out. And even me and you, like we started, I started where I'll go and I'll be like, Hey, do you want to talk? And you'll be like, no or yes Mm -hmm. and whereas before before we had that conversation if I was like hey are you okay like do you want to talk about stuff and you were like no I'd be like so hurt by that but now I see it as okay she's going through it she's processing she's told you where she's at Mm -hmm. so let her do her thing you know yeah and to like I it sounds dumb to to be annoyed when people are asking like are you okay but to, to like paint a little bit of a better picture I think as a nine who struggles with identifying emotions and what you're feeling um and constantly trying to put on this facade of like I'm keeping it together I'm, I'm very put together I'm very chill I don't get angry I am not sad you don't know me at yeah. all you know uh-huh. it's, it's a very like um security blanket kind of thing I think when people say hey are you good like you seem off that's that's me slipping yeah. Like, oh, you're, you're seeing through a crack of my like perfection yeah. veil, which is very much emphasized by my wing one. Um, <laughs> and that bothers me. And so that's why I feel like I get annoyed when people are like, are you angry or are you in a funk? Because it makes it sound like, oh, you're, yeah. you, you're not as good as you thought you were, or you're not hiding it as well as you thought you were, or yeah, your, your whole like perfect perfection image is 
flawed and I take that personally. Yeah. And it almost like it rocks your foundation of like, everything's like falling apart and it's mm-hmm. like, ah, uh, cause even there's been times like Ashley, you present very put together. Yeah. Like everyone always, tells always me that. Yeah. to the point where almost like, I'll be like, it's like the joke, like we call you Nancy or like yeah. you almost seem like the mom in the room of like telling everyone like guys, five minutes, we need to leave like stuff mm-hmm. like that. But then there, there were times where I'd pay like close attention and I'd be like, but like you forgot about that or like you didn't do that, but that's never anything you're going to show on the outside because you have this very, I'm put together. I don't need anything. We don't need to talk about this. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But on the inside, it's almost like those people, my biggest fear of like where the people are in comas, but they're like burning on the inside. It's like almost, I feel like it can be very extreme like that. So Mm -hmm. when someone says something as minuscule as like, are you grumpy? Are you in a mood? You're like back off. Cause it's like, yeah, it's, it's more than just like, I'm throwing a fit or being like, whatever, you know what I mean? Exactly. A hundred percent. And then, um, at, when I first start, when we first started this episode, I said there were things that like, when you read your number, it sits on, it doesn't sit right with you and you're very uncomfortable about it. For me, the nine has this nickname as being the sloth. Yeah. <laughs> Which I hate, I hate it so much. Um, my friends started getting me slaw things to help me like learn to love yeah, my yeah, sloth yeah. self. Um, I, I tend to, as a nine, get very overwhelmed with things. And when, whether it's emotional or it's work stress or friend stress or family stress or whatever, whatever it is that's stressing me and making me feel overwhelmed, my immediate natural innate response is to simply not look at it and yeah. not deal with it. It's not there. It's not mm-hmm. there. Everything's fine. I'm going to continue to clean my room until it's spotless and just pretend like that, like huge mess in the corner yeah. <laughs> isn't there. You mm-hmm. know, it's dumb. It's, it's super, super dumb, but it, it, it is something that I personally struggle with. And then I think the sloth also, also, <laughs> sloth sloth also encompasses this lack of drive because we as nines um again tend to get overwhelmed so if even if we want to do something it feels like so much work and we allow Mm -hmm. ourselves to see big picture instead of like what's directly in front of us and dealing with that at once um which which oftentimes i think leaves nines feeling like they haven't done anything in life or um, they had all these big dreams and aspirations, but they didn't know where to start. Yeah. Um, And yeah. So I I will say what's interesting too about nines is I don't think anyone really experiences the withdrawn, like funk side, whatever, just because we've gone into detail of what that is until they get really close or are in a, like, um, a long period of time with them. Cause even like when I moved in, I hadn't really experienced that side of you. Right. Yeah. And so I think if you are in a relationship with a nine, it's almost, it's good to pay attention because I think it could cause people to be like, Oh wow. Cause for me for a minute, I was like, Oh wow. Like we're drifting apart. Like she doesn't want to be around me. But what was happening in reality is you were trying to use all the energy you could to muster up this 
energetic front. This perfect Ashley that Taryn yeah. has always seen, but now Taryn's here twenty four seven. Yeah. yeah, or even like with other friends. So when you came home, even though for me, I was like. Yeah, she's home. It's my first time with you. You had used all of that. And mm-hmm. since you're comfortable with me, you were able to just withdraw and relax. And I didn't see it as that. I saw right. it as, oh, you want to spend time with other people and you're bored with and me. And I had to have a conversation with Taryn. I was like, yep. the fact that I can sit here, not talk, yeah, not do anything shows how much you mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> Because I like, can't so just, do that with just everybody. But I think that's good for people to know because that could be something that's very easily misinterpreted. Yeah, easily. But and all it takes is for me to simply explain it. But in which my is head, so hard for you. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> so it's a vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle. But again, I think that's why this is such a cool tool mm-hmm. because I think it really was just that a tool for us to use for me to read and be like, wow, like this kind of makes sense. And then it gave me prompts to like start conversations with you that Mm -hmm. then made you feel comfortable to be like, yeah, that is like how I feel, you know? Yes. I I feel like once I dove into the two and learned more about the two, the the better I was able to understand Taryn, love Taryn, um, challenge Taryn, um, all around know Taryn better. Also, this is a random fact, but I'm going to say it. Um, a very common thing that happens, which is very interesting, um, for women is that they often misidentify themselves as twos. Yeah. Um, twos are in general, like the more nurturing number Mm -hmm. and obviously very emotional, very giving, very loving, very tender, which is kind of innately in every single woman, um, for being a mother. And I think Oftentimes women will be like, oh, I'm a two. I'm clearly a two. But then if that, if if you think you're a two and you are noticing things that don't really fit in with that, I would strongly challenge you to read the rest of the numbers because you might be, you might be a completely different number because most women have a strong high to yes. test because it's just innately in us. Yes. Yeah. So no, I totally agree. I Mm -hmm. totally agree. And I think where Ash it like we've talked about this before it's and we've gotten a lot of emails where people are like I don't get it I'm like scoring on everything but it really is the ones that you read and it's not just like the fluffy cool part about the number that you're like yeah that's so me I'm so because I wanted to be a four like, oh the four seemed so cool I the seven seemed great I was like I want to be a seven but same with Ash like I remember we were on a road trip and I listened to the four song because one of our friends was a four and wanted to listen to it And I was like listening to it. And there was like one line that popped out that I was like, oh, I felt that when I listened to the two song, the sleeping at last podcast, which we'll link um, for sure in our Instagram, I was uncontrollably crying. And so it's, it's not the like beautiful part of the number. It's the messy part that if you feel like I refuse for this to be me. Yeah. That's your number. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. I was like, oh, I'm a sloth who has a lack of drive, who doesn't know how to take care of themselves. And I manipulate doesn't people know what loving. emotions are. <laughs> I was like, that's not me. And I think it's so funny because I do put on this very strong front of having a schedule. I keep yes. myself very busy so that I don't slide into sloth mode. Because yes. once I'm in sloth mode, good freaking luck trying yep. to get me out of that. Yep. It's a dark hole. It's a dark hole. (laughs) 
Uh, anyways, guys, throughout all of this, just honestly, like learn to what, what it is, is it's a tool to learn about yourself, but the whole point is so that you can better take care of yourself. Like you should love yourself through all of this. Love the others around you, not try to change them, but try to meet them where they're at. And I'm just excited because I think for me, I genuinely saw a massive change in me knowing myself and knowing the people around me. And I've been in this really intensive journey of getting to know myself in a healthy way ever since this. So it can be, I think, a cool tool for you guys. So definitely check it out. We're big fans. We're very big fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. A few things I want to say. I highly recommend. I, we, we never do this on the podcast. This is very weird. But I highly recommend you do your homework. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think this, these next few episodes are going to be very beneficial if you've taken the test and you've identified what your number is. Yes. Maybe you and your friends can do this together. You can learn about each other. Or if you have a family member in mind and you know what number they are, maybe you can mm-hmm. like focus in on them. Yeah. Um, I do want to shout out two podcasts that I think are super helpful. Um, there's the sleeping at last podcast, like we mentioned yeah, before. Oh my gosh. Big he fans. has created a song for each number. Each number's lyrics are related to the number. Each number's instruments are related to the number. Um, even the musicians that play the instruments are all that number. Which is so cool. And it's the most incredible thing. And I, I think it's beautiful. And he has this whole breakdown of what that number is and why he chose these things for each number, which is a really very interesting thing. Um, also typology is one of my favorite Enneagram podcasts. Um, they have talks at a conference table with like, if you're a five, all fives and they'll ask them all a bunch of questions and you'll hear genuine responses from other people that are all the same number. And it, I've learned so much from that podcast. So I highly recommend that one as well as another one to listen to. Yeah. Heck yeah. Ah, I'm excited. This is great. We are going to dive into all of you guys and it's going to be wonderful. Obviously we didn't read one of your emails today. Me and Taryn just thought we would kind of introduce ourselves and Mm -hmm. our numbers today. Um, but you know, moving forward, we'll be talking to, we'll be reading some of your guys's emails, um, and helping you guys out with identifying that stuff. So we covered twos and nines today. today. Next week, we'll go into a couple more and read your guys' stories. So we're just so excited. I think like this podcast is just about people in general. And mm-hmm. I think this is such a cool way to get to know how people function and stuff. So I'm excited for the growth that's going to come yep. throughout this. We but. love growth. Healthy growth. Um, shall I read a dad joke? Please okay. do. <laughs> Why did the bunny go to the hospital? Because he had... A cottontail. <laughs> your guesses are my favorite part because he needed a operation. No, uh, no. Yeah, that was so. Bad. Uh, that's so bad. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You already know. Check us out on Instagram. We have. All of the things there, that's where we're the most active. We'd love to chat yes. with you guys there. Um, again, we're going to be posting all of our Enneagram resources for you guys um, on our highlights and on our statics and stories and everything. So be sure to check it out there. Um, and yeah, look forward to next week's episode because yes. we're going to continue diving deeper into- going to continue making you uncomfortable. Yeah. The onion. Your number. <laughs> the onion. <laughs> <laughs> love okay, you. Love bye. you. Bye.